Hello and welcome to The Villain Was Right, the podcast where we look at movies and TV shows from the villain's perspective and dare to ask, were they really all that bad? I'm your host, Craig Fay, And I'm your host, Rebecca Reeds. And this week we are joined by the uh, very, very special Diana McCallum from the From Superheroes Network. Hello, Diana. Hello, everybody. Happy Smallville. Happy Smallville. Yeah, we are doing Smallville (laughs) is what we're doing. Uh, And uh, just like any any time we have a guest on, we always like to start off by asking, what's your relationship? with this, uh, with, with Smallville. I actually have a pretty weird relationship with Smallville, considering I have a superhero podcast. I didn't really watch it when it aired. I'd watched random episodes that had hot boys I liked guest starring. Um, and then we watched a lot of it for my podcast, Talk From Superheroes, because we wanted to cover it. So we watched a good chunk of it. And I got really enthralled by Lex Luthor. And I think I'm the one <laughs> who pushed for you guys to be like, this poor man. <laughs> Um, so I really wanted to like dig deeper into him, and so yeah, I, I have a very, a very fresh new relationship with Smallville. Um, so not not super deep and backstoried. No, no I'm the I, same. I didn't yeah. watch any of it growing up, but I will say, like, for somebody who has not watched this prior to this, um, wow, what an injection! of nostalgia in your eyeball is this freaking show. Every song, every little teenage angsty feel, I'm like, this is a vibe. (laughs) (laughs) There was definitely some Creed in there, and I was like, oh. (laughs) Dude, honestly. Creed on the soundtrack? That's uh, So much of this soundtrack just makes me embarrassed of who I used to be. I think that's... (laughs) Because some of it, I'm like, I love, I still love it. I don't care. Like, I'm just like, yes, like, poor my, my, my teenage years over me. Sweet Jesus. I feel like every single song on the soundtrack was a song that makes you want to go dance in a gym at the prom. Like, just, and like, slow dance, though. Never, like, a vibey, like, dance dance. It's always just like, I can be your hero, baby. I'm so glad they you said that song. <laughs> yes, they have. Of course they have, Craig. Okay, wake I up. Mean, it's, Are you it's... serious? Was that not in the, I think, like, the third episode? They were like, of course we have to shoehorn this in. I think, I, Rebecca, honestly, you and I watched more episodes than Craig. <laughs> I, okay, I'm going to be completely honest right now. I watched, for the, I'm going to, I'm going to claim for the sake of the podcast, but I watched a, the full first season in five days. <laughs> I binge watched the full first season of it. 45 minutes an episode, by the way. Yeah. BTW. Um, And I got to tell you, I'm in it. Like I, I might watch more. I can't, it, I'm not saying this is good television. Okay. I'm not going to say that at any point, but God damn, does it have me hooked for how bad and good it is at the same time. Um, There are characters in this that, First of all, I would like to say Lex Luthor is super defensible and easily, easily the most interesting and best character on that show without question. He is one of the only people I actually am interested in. I cannot believe we haven't done this episode earlier. This is so easy. I think this is a slam dunk (laughs) this week. This is a slam dunk, Diana. Come on. (laughs) And yeah, I think it's worth noting. uh, We did, for the most part, stick to uh, season one. Uh, you know, just because it's, as you said, 45-minute episodes, 21 Ooh, episode boy. seasons. Uh, it was <laughs> and a bit much 10 to take on. seasons. 10 seasons. <laughs> 10 I don't, seasons of Smallville. 
I literally no can't do that math in my head right now, but it's it, that's a lot of uh, that's a lot of Superman. And obviously, yeah, Lex Luthor is Superman's villain. I don't know if we even need to say that, but yeah, that's the villain. So, Craig, did we talk about your history with Smallville? Do you have any? I have none. This is none. the first time I've ever <laughs> delved into it. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I found it a little hard. <laughs> no, it's just I and and I think. A certain part of that is like one, the early 2000s uh, made for TV CGI special effects can really take you out of it. Mm. Oh, yum, uh, yum, yum. Come on, Craig. Uh, yum, yum, yum. <laughs> but the other thing is just like, I think I've lost um, the ability to like f- 21 episodes in 45 minutes. The, the episodes go on for a very long time. <laughs> There's a lot of padding. And There's a lot of padding. And I think I've just lost the ability to kind of like, consume things that aren't condensed like that you want to like you know like netflix yeah netflix series like a season on netflix will be like 10 13 episodes right not 21 (laughs) of like meandering villain of the week kind of uh stuff but yeah anyway that's my that's a less than interesting uh (laughs) relationship with it Now, I did something very interesting that I enjoyed. So we picked a couple episodes we watched the entire things of. And the other episodes, I only watched the Lex scenes because I only wanted his perspective. Ooh. Because I I didn't really care about Clark's reasoning. I just wanted to see what Lex saw. Ah. And that was quite enlightening. I find even if you watch stuff from Clark, I find Clark such a shitty character and he makes the wrong decisions Literally all the time, like almost once an episode, I'm like, okay, we're making another mistake here. Oh my God. Why? Also Clark's dad. Oh, you want to oh. go right into Clark's dad? Oh, I, I do not like this man. <laughs> okay. I do not like this man. And I, I, I might get some heat on this. I don't care. This guy is not good. Okay. Here's why. First of all, um, to tie it kind of back into, uh, Lex and the villain here, he is constantly, constantly on Lex because of who his dad is. He's like, he's not trustworthy. You can't get close to this person. Is like rude to his face several times. And Lex is always like, I understand why he feels that way. I get why he feels that way. Even though this is the thing that Lex is trying to fight his entire, for at least, and again, we're only speaking for season one. I'm sure he maybe he gets worse as seasons go on. He has to, that has to be the natural progression of this. But as far <laughs> as season one goes, this guy is a saint. Oh my God. Okay. He's trying to provide jobs for people. He's trying to fix the problems. He is so, he's constantly giving out advice, help, money, what have you. And his dad's just always like, Oh, look at this. Look at this trash. You're, you're only as good as your, as your bloodline or something. I have no idea what the fuck this guy's problem is. And secondarily, and this is the last thing I'll say about this because I can't, I cannot stand this, this, this uh, form of reasoning. Um, he is constantly like Clark, you got, you gotta hide your powers, Clark. Clark, you gotta hide your powers. But also, could you lift this truck up for me? Would you mind yeah. lifting the truck in the in the? If it helps me, please use your powers. Do all the chores. <laughs> lift this trunk. But if you're outside of these family walls, you better hide your shit, kid. Hide your shit. Don't help people. <laughs> if I could just jump on that for one second, because yeah, you're right. That was infuriating. Which is there? There is an episode where Clark loses his powers. And he's unable to lift the truck or whatever. 
And what what blew my mind was his parents still made him do all the same chores. Like, don't yeah, get me wrong. Like, brush like, it off. <laughs> yeah, walk it off. Like, like <laughs> I understand he's super powered, and even as a regular powered guy, he should still be able to do the tasks on the farm. But even if you were a regular kid and you suddenly lost... I don't know, three quarters of your strength. Way more than three quarters. You lost 99% of your strength. If you you were 90% less strong than you were the day before, do you think your parents would still make you do all the heavy manual labor? They sent him to school. They sent him to school. They were like, go to school, dude. I got to tell you, the first time I ever got my period, my mom let me stay home. Okay. (laughs) This guy lost all of his strength and they're still sending him to school. That's ridiculous. He was struck by lightning and lost (laughs) all his superhero powers. And they're like, walk it off. I I can't. I uh, I didn't mind sending him to school, but making him do all those chores unsupervised is what was cr- they're like he could be dying of this like he's losing all his abilities he's getting weaker he's now basically human they're like go out in that huge field alone for five hours and bale some hay <laughs> like he, yeah. he, he could die you know what I've never had to worry about before getting my arm caught in the hay baler oh, shit. because the hay baler would just break that was my biggest concern not uh, if I get a piece of clothing stuck in there, I'm gonna get chewed up and spit out. Like this is a guy. This is a guy who has lived. Although I guess he wasn't invincible the whole time, but he's lived with he was most of his life. pretty invincible. Uh, being completely invulnerable, so like he would never learn. Don't put your hand on the stove. He would never learn like lift with your back or like lift your legs, not with your back. That's fair. Right? To even a minor degree, when he's like fixing the fence and he hits his thumb with the hammer, and he's like, "Fuck." That's new. That's new shit. <laughs> the other, and, and staying on Clark's parents just for a second, the other thing that really pissed me off was the episode where he's clearly developing certain powers, right? He gets his x-ray vision mm-hmm. um, at a certain point. He's like, I can see through walls. This is really weird. I can't really control it. And his parents are immediately just like, they're not concerned. <laughs> they're not uh, s- sympathetic. They're just like, well, you just have to learn to control it. What in your mind makes you think that this is even something that he can control? They're like, first control of all. your eye muscles. You know how people can do that. Yeah. You know how you can, sw- normal humans can switch between different modes of vision? Just if you, although I do have a, a, a fan theory where like what he has to do to control it is just like clench his asshole. Like, <laughs> <laughs> So like any just, just like, like why not just squinting? Why is No, that because like <laughs> but like because it's a weird thing that you've got to learn how to control, right? Where you're like, okay, to control my breathing, you know, like you you, you gotta tense all the muscles and like do all this. Because we have no idea how it works. So I just love the idea of like every time Clark's gotta look through uh like a, a safe or like a wall or something, he's like <laughs> Well, I think we have a fan fiction series on our hands, everyone. <laughs> the case of the tight butthole. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Craig. <laughs> but just, I'm sorry, just watch a Superman movie and every time he uses x-ray vision, just picture him going, <gasps> just a little bit, just a little bit. I, I can picture it. That's the sad part. <laughs> Oh, my God. Now, I do want to go on Jonathan for just a second. I think he's a yes. very good dad. 
Um, I do appreciate that he's like, hide your powers, but he always says, save people first. Hide your powers second. I think that's a very good, reasonable dad thing. Yeah, but he really only gets there, like, towards the end of the season. It takes him a really long time to get there. To be like... Oh, no, you shouldn't save the person from the burning building. Like, somebody like could see you. I feel like in the beginning of the season, it was all just, like, bullshit, though. And then, like, once lives were in danger more often, he's like, yeah, people are dying a lot. You should save them. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing that gets me about Jonathan is he is mean to Lex, but a lot of people are mean to Lex. It's that he is... his. His pride is this terrible sin of his. And he has this stubborn pride where mm-hmm. he... He, so he will not accept help. And he is literally the worst farmer I've ever met. Because instead of <laughs> letting Lex become an investor in his farm, Lex is like, I want to invest in your farm. I'm going to give you money. And like, you're going to pay me back eventually as an investor. And you're going to get new equipment. It'll be a good farm. And he's like, at the end of the day, he's like, no, I just got an 18th loan from the bank instead. Because I have to stand on my own two feet. <laughs> and like, you're going to lose this farm. And also, I can't get over how bad a farmer you have to be to have a farm that is failing when Superman works there. (laughs) (laughs) Your your employee is Superman, and your farm sucks. That's great. That's fantastic, yes. I didn't didn't have that clock. How bad of a farmer do you have to be to have 18 loans and your farm is the least profitable farm in history when Superman works there? Oh, my God. So funny. Yes. A thousand times yes. Hey, Dad, I I finished fertilizing the whole uh, farm by hand with uh, the bag you gave me. Salt. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Hey, Dad, I just did the work of 18 men in two hours, but uh, oh, we still haven't made money this week. (laughs) That's weird. That's so funny. How much are you charging for the cows? A dollar. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh my god, yes. Uh, so those are my only problems with Jonathan Kent. For the most part, I think he's a very good dad, though. No, uh, I don't know. I, I think I have to he watch is overly more. Mean to, to, he's overly mean to Lex. I have, to, I have to watch more to get warmer on this character, because, again, I just don't get this. I Okay, here's the thing with Lex's character, is that he's very much framed in the sense of, like, we are supposed to be seeing his origin story. It is supposed to be understandable. He isn't the villain of the week. There's always a villain of the week that comes in, and at least for the first season. It's like we've got a fresh new villain. It's whoever that it actor is of the time, which is kind. It's such a f- kind of a fun package to watch because you just Amy- get to see actor after actor where you're like, oh, you're super famous. You're famous. You're famous. You're famous. <laughs> Amy Adams is here. Yeah, it's so crazy. Yeah, she does one of the episodes. Like, it's just like all these little bottle side episodes. But you and they do write him in a sense of like, he's not the villain, but he is in the sense of he's always kind of this side little like, oh, we're not sure yet. We're not sure yet, but we are because of his name. Mm. Um, We know that he's going to grow up to be Clark's. Yeah. Also, he has to be framed as the villain because the way they structure this show, they start with the villain every episode, and sometimes he starts the episode. Do they start with the villain every episode? I didn't pick up uh, on oh, that. I would say at least I, I I could be. I'm sure you might be able to find one or or two examples of this not being the case. But out of the 21 episodes I watched in the first season, I have to say I think like 
at least 18 of them starts with the villain. Hmm. Even when we start the uh, season one, episode one, who do we start with? Did we start with the helicopter? Yes. Yeah, the helicopter's the first shot. Yeah, Yeah. we start with the helicopter. We start with Lex Luthor. But also Lionel Luthor. Exactly. The two, and and I think also because they they are way more interesting as characters, which is hilarious because you're literally talking about an alien. <laughs> you know yeah, the I mean? alien, alien boy, boring. Lex and Chloe are the only interesting people on this show. Yes. Uh, um, 1,000% yes. Uh, Lana can get to step in as well. I do not understand a character that is constantly... There are, I think, like the first, like, I don't know, five or six episodes of this series is just this girl almost dying, okay? Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the episode, she's like, I know I just almost died, but what is my mom like? I wonder what my mom was like. And it's like, bitch, you just scraped against death? Like, how are you not having a reaction to this? Also, how is no one moving from this place? Okay, I'm sorry. If I almost died every other week, I'm leaving. I'm out of here. Yeah. I'm not doing this. Well, actually, yeah, what- Lana's, mo- Lana's aunt Nell is like, we're going to move to Metropolis. And Lana's like, no, I want to stay. Let's open a coffee shop. I've almost been murdered 16 times. This is the best. Let's keep hanging out here. <laughs> I would love it. I'm not ever going to do this, but I would love if somebody like went through and calculated the per capita murder or per capita death rate of Smallville because they give you the, they give you the population. You know what I mean? Yes. On the sign on the way in. <laughs> Which all you got to do is sad. add up all the deaths over the entire run of that series. And you're like, Oops. I'm sure it's very high. Oh, it has to be. It's probably pretty high. I am always very intrigued when the deaths happen for non-supernatural reasons, though. That blows my mind. The fact that the season finale is about a regular tornado (laughs) blew my mind. It's not a kryptonite tornado. It's not like the alien spaceship made a tornado. It's just like, we got tornadoes in Kansas, and they're deadly. (laughs) That's That's the the thing that's going to happen. That's the season finale, and I... I loved and hated it at the same time. Like, oh yeah, it's just dangerous to live in Kansas. <laughs> also, is the implication that Metropolis is therefore also in Kansas? Uh, it might just be past the state line. I don't know. The Metropolis is close. That's for sure. Yeah, because you can see mm-hmm. it from Smallville, right? <laughs> like that's that to me is a thing that never played. Like in some of the, ba- I think Batman v Superman too. They were like, you can see Gotham from Metropolis. I was like, no, you can't. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Those well, two yeah, things are ba- very far apart. In Batman v Superman, they made them sister cities. But yeah, normally they're very far away. Yeah. <laughs> and just like Smallville, I don't think is anywhere near Metropolis. In no. my mind, anyway. Um, but I did want to ask, something. did they ever establish why uh, Jonathan Kent hates the Luthers so much? Is that revealed at any point? Or is it just like rich guy, no it's bad kind farm, of, yes? As far as I know, it's just rich guy, no. They all hate Lionel already for like no particular reason, I think, except they don't like that they have a big factory where everyone's employed, maybe? <laughs> There's they, also an implication uh, going through this, the, at least the first couple episodes of the series where it's like, oh, um, the plants are the reason why everybody was getting sick or everybody, or all these weird things are happening because of the chemicals from their plant, mm. which oh. is a funny thing because it's like, oh, this is going to be the only time in hypothetical history, that's, uh, it actually wasn't their fault. But it's a weird perspective to have for his dad because his dad knows 100% otherwise. 
Oh, yeah, he knows true. it's the rocks. Like yeah, he, he saw like, the meteor shower. He knows there's an alien here. He knows the kryptonite is is messing up with people, and he's still like, "Well, that plant was polluting." <laughs> I think you know otherwise. Actually, <laughs> it's oh, the giant radioactive meteor that crashed into everything uh, a couple years back. Now, I will say, I do recall now, Pete doesn't like Lex because of his dad. And I think his mm-hmm. dad bought up a lot of local companies at a really low, like, shitty price. And that's, yeah. how, the fertilizer, oh, okay. that's how the fertilizer plant got so big. And we're only we're the only place people could work. So I yeah, think his dad... Yeah, a lot of people got, think, like, fired. And, yeah, yeah, there was a lot of, dad, like, economic... Yeah, his dad had shitty business prospects before Lex came around. But Lex is very much like, I will not fire people. He's so mad when his dad closes the plant. He like really just wants to invigorate this community with money and help the economy. And also, genuinely, I think Lex is probably the least selfish person in this entire show. Yeah. Yes. He does. Yeah, some- he also seems the most stable. I would say he probably needs to have his license taken away. But other than that, <laughs> I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to be yeses across the board. He is an absolute supreme asshole driver. But everything else, I'm like, yeah, for sure. I get it. Like, he is, and, and this is, I think, the the main point that uh, you, Diana, brought up when uh, you're, you were kind of not pitching the episode, but kind of like, hey, have you thought about this? Is that Lex has a gut feeling on the truth and is constantly getting gaslit otherwise. And yeah. how would that not drive you insane? Getting gaslit by a man who proclaims to be his best friend. Four mm-hmm. years. It's, it's honestly, I feel so bad for the guy. I think it's one of the episodes, the episode where, Lex, where Clark loses his powers is the most heartbreaking to watch. Because Lex like, yes. has no ulterior motives. He's just like, I don't know what happened on this car accident where I almost died. Like, I just genuinely yeah, am trying one, to figure out. Yeah, yeah, season one, episode one. Clark saved my life in this car accident, but I just genuinely don't know what happened. This was a huge moment in my life. I nearly died. I just want to understand it. And he goes up to Clark after they've known each other for like six months now. Clark has called him his best friend. He's like, Clark, I did a huge investigation into this car accident. I think you have superpowers. And Clark's like, no, you're a dick for even saying that. And then later, after Clark loses his powers, Lex comes back. He's like, I'm so sorry that I accused you of having superpowers. It was temporary insanity. And Clark's like, you should be sorry. You should be, yeah. you should like be you so are insane. sorry. Yeah. yeah. And he literally says, tell me, you, you ripped off the roof of my car. Tell me the truth. I'm your friend. And Clark's like, I will not. And, then he, and he goes to Lex so many times for help throughout the show. Even after this, he brings a fugitive to his house. He's like, can this guy stay here? <laughs> yeah, he does tons of shit. And, like, Lex is constantly so unreal supportive of Clark and everyone around him. Like, Lana wants to, whatever, redo the theater space because her parents met there. And he's like, all right, fine. If you bring me a decent business proposal, we'll do it. Even though, Lord, the interior is such pure garbage. I would never drink a cup. Of, I can't even imagine <laughs> who would make a cafe look that way. Who stylized that? I love the idea of Rebecca like oh. taking the stand up. I would never drink coffee in there. Like that's, that's like, when they're like, like, oh, business isn't going well. I'm like, yeah, slap a can of paint up, girl. This looks or like we have 16 different styles going on. There's no fucking windows in this place. Who wants to hang out here? Hey, then it wouldn't look like what it looked like when her parents met. <laughs> oh god. Come on. That was the whole reason. 
I can't. Every time she almost dies and she's like, but my parents. And I'm like, girl, you're surviving out here. Like, just try and survive. Also, Clark, the fact that, okay, I've got to tell you something. Okay. Let's say, I don't know. What am I? Okay, let's say I'm allergic to fucking butterflies. Okay. I'm not going to the butterfly museum, okay? Or I'm not hanging out with a bunch of butterflies. I'm not going to places that have butterflies. Clark is like, hey, you know what's crazy? My poison is everywhere, but that's fine. (laughs) Conveniently around every time I try and battle something or someone or I go on a field trip, the girl I love wears it as a necklace. By all means, let's just keep hanging out here. Let's just keep having a reaction time and time again for no reason at all. Yeah, and I did did like at the beginning of this series where... it was kind of played off and he didn't really know why he felt weird and uncomfortable every time that he was around her. And like, so it was like nerves or whatever. And I'm young and I'm new, but he finds out pretty quickly. It's the necklace. And I think even in the episode where he loses his powers, he uses it to defeat, uh, I guess, well, Superboy is kind of what they called him. Um, and steal his powers back. So like at that point, yes, absolutely. You should be hiding that away. And also correct me if I'm wrong, but like, in the future, when Lex Luthor is evil and Clark Kent is Superman and he's working for the Daily Planet, isn't the fact that kryptonite is his weakness come as a certain surprise to him at a certain point in the future? Or is this just like depends on the story that you're telling with Superman? This really depends on the story, yeah. Like, we okay. don't usually, like, Clark and Lex never grew up together before this show. Like, it's not. Yeah, and that's another thing I really wanted to kind of rail about is I think it works better if they didn't know each other. Like, like, I, you know, I can count on one hand maybe the number of people who I stay in contact with from university, you know, <laughs> let alone high school or, like, my hometown. Very few of these people have ever become major players in a huge power dynamic later on in my life. You know, like, I'm okay with Clark growing up and then meeting Lex Luthor. Mm. Well, like, that would- to me is more satisfying. Well, then you wouldn't have made the show Smallville. I guess I wouldn't have. (laughs) So you just didn't like the premise of the show is what you're saying. I don't know. It's just the whole whole idea of like, and they knew each other when they were kids is Mm. like, I don't need that. You know? No, I like that. I I like that because it gives a better origin story, I think. I think it allows us to watch how both characters are going to get to the place they go to. Um, I also... I also... I'm sorry, and maybe it's just because of the actors, but I wouldn't consider either of these people kids. <laughs> oh, maybe boy. it's because we're casting, you know, 24-year-old men to play 16-year-olds. But <laughs> when I'm watching it, I'm not like, oh, I, I don't, I think it's, I agree with you in the sense of like, yeah, if it was like, oh, we've had this thing forever, then yeah, maybe. But if it's just like we're just introducing these two characters now as a thing of fate and it's like, oh, you know, he's a teen, he's trying to help him out. I kind of like the dynamic. I don't mind it. I like the dynamic a lot, too. I feel like the show does forget a lot that Clark is a teenager and Lex is a grown man. Um, I think because yeah, the they actors- have four. I looked it up. They have uh, four years difference. Mm. Uh, yeah. So, so like, even Lex is like Lex is, I think, in the show 20 or 21, technically. And we I think you also need to consider how young that still is. <laughs> okay, didn't graduate like, college yet. That's for sure. You know what I mean? So like you've got a kid who is constantly like the first scene we see of this kid is him being berated by his dad 
losing his hair. And when he loses his hair, his dad isn't like, are you okay? His dad looks at him like, oh, gross. Recoils oh in horror is yeah, not what like I put in my notes. a naked mole rat. Get out of <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah, oh. this kid is like, the, Lex is like, it's incredible that he's the person that he is in this show. It's incredible that he is so kind, so selfless. Like the things he does in this show that he takes no credit for, no press for, the hostage situation. Oh, oh I was just about to God. get to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this guy has taken, goes to the plant and he takes a whole classroom of high school kids hostage. And Lex the incredible in. vibrating man is what I put him down. Oh, he's very, it's <laughs> a good name. Yeah, he takes an entire school of kids hostage and Lex walks in. He's like, let all these kids go. I'll be your hostage. And wa- you're, I'm watching. I'm like, okay, Lex has some kind of plan. And then it, Lex has no plan. He's just like, I wanted these kids out of here. Like, I just wanted these kids out of danger. I have no plan to get out of here. I have no plan to stop this guy. And I'm like, yeah, holy and he's shit, like, you I'll can show just you- die. He his whole thing is let them go and I'll show you level three, and the the whole episode kind of revolves around there's something suspicious going mm-hmm. on at level three of the plant, and Lex legitimately does not know about level three, so he's yeah. going there full fib, being like this incredible vibrating man is going to kill me, uh, because I can't deliver what I've promised. I'm just going to go and save this, and like the betra- the betrayal that he faces in that episode for doing that is one he discovers that there is a level 3 and that his father has been lying to him the whole time and let him he- walk into that hostage situation knowing that knowing that two he's saved at the last minute by Clark he like they they fall off of like a catwalk or whatever mm-hmm. and Clark pulls him and another full grown man up with <laughs> one hand and he goes how did you do that? And Clark goes, I don't know, adrenaline. And you go like, yeah, I feel like we see that all the time in action movies where like people are able to lift somebody up. But like, that's, that's what, like a 300 pound curl is that that's like taking a 300 pound weight. That's like, I that is say like 350 probably like yeah. Tony Todd's a pretty big guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like curling more than most people can bench press. Mm-hmm. And by the nerdiest kid in school, the ner- I put quotes around it because like clearly he's fucking jacked. But like, <laughs> but that is that is an insane thing to see, and then just like dismiss on adrenaline. Yeah, after Lex has just done so much for your entire school of kids. Yeah, yeah. Even the small stuff Lex does, I think they try and paint it as like, ooh, look at him being kind of a shady guy. Like when he's when he's telling Clark, like, oh, you should just go for Lana anyway. Like, just go. It's a high school relationship. He's right. It's a high school relationship. You're dating the fucking evil guy from Karate Kid. Like, dump him. Okay. Like, I don't understand. I don't. I never liked the, what's it, Whitney. Whitney, Whitney, yeah. Whitney, Whitney who, can get to stabbing. Okay, the, and the Lex is right. Intru- the guy we're introduced to doing a full assault, like a full attempted murder on Clark. Yes. Like oh, yeah, the scarecrow thing, right? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Constantly the worst. Lex is right to be like, yeah, you should go for it. You know who I think is not right in saying you should go for it? Probably Clark's parents that are constantly like, yeah, you should definitely go for that girl with a boyfriend. Da, 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 da. I'm like, this doesn't really feel like parental good advice. No, it feels like advice from your friend who's gone to college and he's like, high school boyfriends are nothing. <laughs> yes. Just trust okay. me on this one, bud. Just allow it to come from the appropriate source. Okay. <laughs> I don't understand. 
The thing I love about Lex, though, that they do so great is they make him seem really ruthless until you really think about what he's done on the ruthless things. Like, he's he's considered very ruthless for, like, this thing he does with Victoria when, like, they buy Cadmus and then it, like, ruins them. And yeah, but she was trying to do the same shit. She was trying to do the same shit, but he literally didn't do anything except except put fake information on his own computer. He didn't send it to her. He didn't plant it in the news. He's like, if you hack into my computer, you're going to fuck yourself over. He fucked her over with her own flaws. Yes. And he does the same thing in, like, the nightclub shooting episode. Like, this guy gets mad at him because he brings his girlfriend to the club so his girlfriend can see that he's been cheating on her. And it's Which so is a great. good thing to do. It's a good thing to do. Like he comes off as a dick in both these episodes. You're supposed mm-hmm. to be like, oh, he's ruthless and terrible. We're like, no, he just uh, he turned just your own flaws against you and literally did nothing wrong. No, absolutely. Every almost every episode, even when he's supposed to be wrong, I'm like, no, nah, I get it. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I'm on. <laughs> I'm on board for this shit. Like, I do kind of get the sense of like, I I, I understand how a character that kind of throws money at everything. Could could easily be seen as the villain, mm-hmm. okay? Could easily be painted as that. But this is a guy that time and time again is willing to, uh, first of all, if he was just like some rich bullshit kid, he would just go back to Metropolis. Mm. He would just go back with his dad. He would just go back to the city. I think we're supposed to think he's a bad kid because there's all these like allusions to like, oh, well, you were in juvie. I don't think being in juvie when you're a kid makes you necessarily a bad adult. I think there's a reason why there's a separation between ju- uh, juvie and jail. Why okay. those, those records get locked. Yeah, 100%. because you can become a more advanced, better person. <laughs> okay. So having somebody throw that in your face constantly, mm, I, I could understand uh, why you, I, 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 I don't understand why anybody would do that or make allusion to that. Cause I don't think that makes you a bad person innately. And I think they kind of try and paint it like, oh, yeah, he's got to be because he used to be in juvie. And it's like, well, yeah, okay, And what? (laughs) Like, Well, the the paying for things, I think, is also very interesting because he manages to do it in the least douchey way. He's not one of these guys who's like, oh, your laptop's shitty. Here's a new laptop. Or he's Mm -hmm. like, he's not just throwing money around. He's like, oh, your dad's been framed for murder, so I paid for some lawyers. Like, oh, thank you. He's like, (laughs) only pays for things you genuinely need. Like, Chloe gets hurt at his house because his house is robbed. He's like, I'm paying for Chloe's medical bills, obviously. Like, he doesn't just, like, buy people stuff they don't need. Yeah, and it's like he never, depending on who it is, like, if if it's Jonathan, like, you're not catching a thank you. No. Okay. Or if you are, it's like a, oh, yeah, I guess I don't know. Oh, I'm a dad. Like I, I, I can't stand Jonathan. I. <laughs> oh my god. I can't. I maybe have to watch more seasons. I don't know. Season one, Jonathan can get to step in. I'm sorry. Yeah. He's the worst. Why such a hard hate on for a 20 year old that has done nothing personally to you? And what what kills me sometimes is that like sometimes they don't like Lex. So they're like. Don't, we don't trust Lex. He has secrets. Bitch, you got secrets. You have so many secrets. <laughs> Your son's one an the, alien. One of the biggest secrets, actually. <laughs> secrets aren't necessarily bad. He's a businessman. He can't just be like, here's everything about my business. There was a floor on my fertilizer plant that I was unaware of because it was bricked up before I came here. But we can't trust him mm. <laughs> because... He might have a secret. By the way, I'm an alien from outer space, and I can see through walls and run faster. And mm-hmm. But we're worried about Lex's secrets. We're worried about that that <laughs> basement that he didn't know about, that crawl space. That <laughs> oh, 
oh, I'm sorry. I didn't check every room of this huge fertilizer plant when I took it over. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> Especially the one that was bricked off before I got here. Um, yeah. The other thing, I, I mean, going back, there's that whole shapeshifter ep- episode with Lizzie Kaplan uh, mm-hmm. where Clark is getting his x-ray vision and everything like that. But one thing that is never resolved with Lex Luthor is she takes the form of Lex Luthor to rob a bank and there is footage of Lex Luthor robbing a bank and I think shooting at people. I can't remember. Uh, and everyone's like, well, Lex Luthor's going to jail and he only avoids going to jail because he happened to be in Metropolis at the time and like had people who could like be like, no, that's where he was. Mm -hmm. But that's never explained to him (laughs) what happened, how (laughs) there was somebody else in this small town that looked like him and robbed a bank and was clearly trying to frame him in some way. Nobody ever gives him an explanation for that. It wasn't even... Oh, Lex really takes every ability he comes across in huge strides. Yeah. Because he also meets, like, the shapeshifter boys. He meets the invisible guy who attacks him in his house. Like, he meets tons of metas and handles mm-hmm. it all super well. Tony Todd with his little vibrating man thing. And every single one of them, he's like, get these people to a hospital. Figure out what's wrong with them. He doesn't try to exploit them. He's super kind. And Clark is still like, you can't know about my powers. <laughs> <laughs> He took in stride that there was a shapeshifter and just didn't even look into that. Yeah. I mean, was it even explained to him that that's what happened? I don't feel like it was. I I think he thinks he just has a double. Yeah. I think in his mind, there is somebody out there who looks exactly like him who tried to set him up for, frame him for a crime. Mm. And that's never resolved. That's just a loose end for him that's out there. Can you imagine? Also driving him insane. Like, Diana, you're like, Diana, somebody who looks exactly like you robbed a bank but we know it wasn't you anyway that's don't worry it. about it don't worry about it there's and someone like, out there who looks happens again looks exactly like you and is trying to frame you for murder but don't worry about it <laughs> oh, i might worry like, about that craig yeah right that's nuts that is nuts that he gets zero closure on that like clark knows what happened um i think lana knows what happened yeah, because they figure out her, like, soft bone disease gave her abilities from the meteors, but, like, they let it, like, yeah, because La- she attacked Lana, and Lana sees her shapeshift. Yeah, but at no point were they, like, even just, like, it was her in a mask. Like, mm. even that would have been, like... <laughs> no, it, it just goes on the wall of weird. Ma- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just throw it up on the wall of weird, and that's literally putting a pin in it for these people. Like, yeah. They're just like, oh, it's up on the board. Another another strange thing happened. That's yeah. <laughs> fine for some reason. Uh, I think someone mentioned just the fact that uh, all of Smallville is covered in kryptonite, right? Yes. Like, why wouldn't you move away? Fucking leaf. <laughs> and God, I, I sort of, I was like, first of all, everyone Clark comes up against has kryptonite. That's crazy. Um, but then I was just like, that's actually a pretty good metaphor for life in a small town where you're like, Everybody in my small town knows my weakness and knows my, like, <laughs> like you should just move away. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, we've had a uh, different okay. small town experience. No? All right, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I will I say every came- time they pan past the, uh, the sign, it bums me out because it's double the population of where I grew up. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's exactly the same as where I grew up. Fuck, every time they pan past that sign, I'm like, oh, that's a bummer. 
<laughs> You're from Smallerville. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> You know what else is crazy? Uh, just to kind of Remon Clark a little bit more. Um, you know what's super creepy, but always for some reason is romantic in these shows? Watching someone through a telescope. Why are you always peering yeah. over and being like, oh, I'm just going to watch Lana hang out with her boyfriend because that's casual. And not that it would be better if he didn't, but you have supervision. <laughs> I don't think, yeah, at the front end, he doesn't realize, I think. Mm, but, but still, yeah. like, he even, even for, like, his x-ray vision, which he can control, okay, after one episode, he's like, I know how to control this. He uses it to, like, look in people's, like, like see what people, like, medicine they have and stuff. Like, I'm like, bitch, get out of my purse, okay? <laughs> you are not privy to this information. This idea that because he's super, because we know he's Superman, mm. he's allowed to do this. But I got to tell you, if he's under any other name, like a lot of this behavior is fucking suspicious, <laughs> okay? I mean, even when other characters do it, like we meet um, the the girl who's like obsessed with Lex, his, his maid. Mm-hmm. She like gets sent to an insane, not an insane asylum, but like, you know, a mental health ward at the end. They're like, no, you're obsessed with Lex in an unhealthy way and you have, and like you've been, doing too much. And I'm like, I feel like this is like Clark level Lana, what this girl has been doing to Lex. Cause she wasn't even the one attacking him. Her brother was. Oh my God. I just want them to remake the show. Okay. If they, if they, I don't even, you wouldn't have to reshoot it. You just have to re-edit it. Okay. If you edited mm. this, every episode down to like 10 minutes and then just made it longing looks between the two of them over you can be my hero. Like I would, I think that would cue up very nicely. <laughs> you could turn that into a comedy real quick. I think some of the lines in this movie because they are not subtle. Okay, they are not subtle on this show. They're like, oh, you're seeming a little super today, Clark. Oh, you know, I wish I could fly. How is everything revolving <laughs> I around red, this topic? He I think literally red's your color. He dodges. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. literally dodges like. 30 bullets in the first like five episodes. And they're like, hey, remember how he's faster than a speeding bullet? We're gonna show you that a lot. Okay, get, buckle up. It's it's a lot of the show. Okay. It's I honestly, it's so bad it's good to me. Like yum yeah. yum yum. I could watch hours of it. I did. So I did, did they I do s- this? Did they do it's a bird, it's a plane at any point? No, not yet. No, because he hasn't well, first season he no, doesn't no, no. fly. But like even like not oh, referencing Clark flying, but just like, hey, look, a bird. No, that's oh a plane. Like the winks at what he is is oh my god, I can't. They're they're everywhere. A, they're every episode. And buckle up. This and this is a problem with pretty much any prequel uh, sort of thing. And I can't tell if I like it or not. Ah. Like I, I like a slight <laughs> wink and a nod to like this is going somewhere, and you know it's going somewhere, and we know it's going somewhere. And this will have more meaning later. But you're right. When it's constant, it's just like, oh, we get it. He's going to be Superman at some point. Yes. Like, <laughs> I can forgive because I feel like this is one of the first prequel shows. Like, I feel like now you get like Superman Returns, you get Man of Steel, and they'll make a lot of these. It's a bird, it's a plane joke. And I'm like, you didn't come first, though. Smallville came first. They get to do all these fun little like prequel, I'm not Superman yet jokes yeah but it seems so it's always from characters that don't know yeah that's so like right. like 
like Mikel will walk in, like, sorry, my partner, he'll walk in through the room and he would listen to like, you know, like Lana say like, oh, I wish I could fly. And he goes, oh, she knows already. I'm like, no, she doesn't know. She doesn't know. She's just saying these things for some reason. <laughs> we have to get on board as an audience. Like, She's like, someday I wish I could fly and have lasers for eyes. <laughs> <laughs> And go into outer space without needing to breathe oxygen and derive all my powers from our yellow, yellow sun and be able to fly backwards around the world, reversing time. This I just is love super some sort specific. of fortress, you know what I mean? Some sort yeah. of, I don't know what word I'm looking for. Where I can be alone in some alone. sort of, for, an, alone, an alone base. I don't know. It's anyway, how's your day? <laughs> <laughs> God. Oh my god! Like I think for characters that don't realize the situation they're in, or never never talk about the situation they're in, this is the height of that. Okay, this is the height of we almost just died. Can I borrow your lip gloss? Yeah, like yeah. it's it's insane the jumps they make on this show, which is so honestly, I find it super fun to watch. It's a great. You know what show? What what's uh, this show is great for? If you love to watch shows while you're playing a video game, this is moi. I played Wind Waker while playing most or watching most of this, and it was a uh, a perfect partner for it. You season just get one especially to- because all the episodes are pretty much standalone. There's like no arc of season one. There's exactly. No, there's no villain throughout the season. It's just like one off villain, one off villain, one off villain. Yeah. So you just and plus Wind Waker is a game you can just stop. You, you can stop and start whenever you want. So I'm like, oh, Lex is on. Let's take a little break. Watch what's really going on here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is watching this. I So I unfortunately can't do that. I'm very like single minded and single focused. Mm. Uh, so like if if I was playing a video game while I was watching this, I, I would have missed all of it. Um, so like I had to kind of focus and it had me kind of wishing that I could play it back at 1.5 speed. Like, you know, like everyone would sound a little squeaky, but like I'd get through it a little quicker, especially all the like Lana, like, what am I? Oh, like, she's there, there's boring just, and a bad actress. Yeah. There's just <laughs> certain characters. She's Canadian, eh? <laughs> I have to, I legally have to point that out as a fellow Canadian. Yeah. Those are the Canadian did laws. Did this film in Vancouver by any chance? Yeah, it did. Yeah, okay. Oh, cool. I th- it looked all, like it. All the CW shows are, are Vancouver Central. Oh, my God. Yeah, she's fucking just... I don't know what camera angle they're really going, but it's it's too close, okay? It's always this super duper close up with a filter over it for a very soft filter. So it looks like she literally has animals eyes. Like they just like these huge, like that can't be a human's face. Okay. And Oh, my favorite yum, yum, yum. The sunsets, the sun, the CGI sunsets, the green screen sunsets are, Oh, just so bad. You realize how far we've come. It's, it's so (laughs) crazy to watch these things and realize that there's not that much time in between when it aired and now, like there is, but there's not, you know what I mean? In technological years, it's freaking huge. Apparently. (laughs) And like we have sunsets. You could have just filmed a sunset. (laughs) You got too big for your britches. You thought we could do, you know what? Could we send somebody out to film a beautiful sunset in Vancouver? Yes, absolutely you could. It's the West Coast. The sun sets there every day. But we're not going to do that. 
we're going to use a green screen and draw it on later. Like, Because <laughs> we're a high-tech superhero show. Maybe save it for the super speed and the flying. You can, you can film a sunset. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Rebecca, you were talking about how uh, Lex is the most interesting guy, and he really is. And Craig, I think one of the reasons I like so much that Lex is here uh, with Superman is that Lex is traditionally the most interesting super villain of all time, pretty much. Like, I'd agree with you on that. Like yeah. in comic books, in the cartoons, but he, in the movies, he always sucks, and he never gets cool backstories. He never gets an interesting arc. So it's really nice to see a live-action Lex who actually is like getting a lot of origin. You understand why he doesn't trust Superman, because in the movies, it's always just like real estate scheme, stab him with kryptonite. I have no, yeah. no complications. So I really like that this show is like getting into Lex in the weeds. He's a good man who's driven insane by his best friend lying to him for years and years and years. Yeah, he, Lex, When he can detect something is wrong. You're absolutely right. And Lex Luthor, I think, would benefit a lot from like a Marvel Universe level of background where it's like the comparison I'll make is like when you got to Civil War, right, you understood why Tony uh, and uh, Captain America made the, the stances that they made or why you felt like superheroes need to be regulated. And in a, a large sense, uh, Lex Luthor's motivation is very similar to that, which is like, we can't let one person have this sort of power. We need to make sure that they are checked. Mm-hmm. And I need to be the person to check that power because who else can? So like if you had that, yeah, okay, I know I'm defeating my own point where I'm saying I don't, I'm just saying you can have that background without them knowing each other mm. fr- from childhood, I guess is what I'm saying. But yeah, I agree. He's one of the more interesting uh interesting villains out there for sure we had done justice yeah i am i'm not and i think maybe why i feel this way is because i have never been a fan of superman superman has always been my least favorite superhero i don't find his story super like i just can't attach myself to it i i just think uh only having one, like literally like kryptonite. I'm like, okay, I'm like rolling my eyes a little bit. Like that you only have one way you could be defeat. Like, all right. Um, and you have 18 powers. And- yeah. Like you some have of which come and go as needed. Yeah. You just have like everything and you can only get defeated by one thing. I just don't find it as interesting. Um, but now that and I'm seeing it, like obviously every origin story is a little different and it depends on what you're looking at or watching. But uh, I might watch more of just super uh, Superman stuff because I like Lex. Because I'm not like I, I not that like I like like it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In the sense of uh, he's a compelling character. He's interesting to watch. Uh, I find Clark Kent is so just like it's just it's bread and butter. It's nothing. You know what I mean? It's it's your regular average whatever to me. He's not interesting. He's not compelling. I I get it. You're you're adopted, but like that whole story is pretty. Mm-hmm. What superhero has their parents? <laughs> Very few. It's a it's a small number. Yeah, well got- adjusted boy. <laughs> <laughs> What's your superpower? I got parents. <laughs> no daddy issue, girl. <laughs> we don't do much. <laughs> Because we're fine staying at home. 
Um, but yeah, I'll agree. Superman's actually one of my least favorite characters as well uh, when I was a, younger. That's why I didn't watch Smallville. He's grown on me in, in recent years. I just, I, I am intrigued by the idea. I think even the show kind of does it a little bit when Sean Ashmore gets his powers. The idea of a man who has, can do anything and chooses to only do good things is very interesting in today's world to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and a little bit in the, like, even in the Sean Ashmore episode where he like steals his powers and you're like, oh yeah, it's very, very easy to just be a good person and accidentally go too far with these powers. Like, like that yeah. kid wasn't a bad kid. He just was like, oops, I accidentally almost murdered a guy. And it's, it's but very I, easy to go too far. I think what we see there also is um, it's a lot easier uh, for somebody to be good when they've been raised by people who have a compass of morality mm-hmm. versus um, when you see Lex, I think what's way more impressive with Lex's character is he's been raised by a bad guy and he's still good. 100%. And that's way more impressive to yeah. me than Clark being raised by these two kind farmers. And it's like, wow, look how good he is. Yeah, no shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And Lex is the way he is in spite of his dad, which I think is way more impressive. It is. The uh, the hostage episode where like Clark is like getting hugged by his parents and his dad is just like, oh, you're alive? All right. And just walks away to Lex. It's, yeah, it really, it really shows that he's been raised poorly and turned out incredibly kind and nice. Yes, as far as season one goes, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what happens later. (laughs) It's a pretty slow burn. Uh, It seems like a slow burn based off of the fact that we watched one episode in season five (laughs) that Diana sent us. Uh, That season five episode's crazy. Yeah, that is, uh, it's really a jump if you haven't seen the (laughs) in-between. But I, at the same time, as in the to get to your point of slow burn, Lex seems pretty similar to what he was. <laughs> Where I'm like, oh, he's, you're just upset that people are lying to you still. Yeah, by season five, he's still a nice guy. He's like really good friends with Lana now, only because Lana is also like, I think Clark's hiding something, and they bond over this. They're like, Clark's a good guy, right? But like, why won't he tell us what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> and then Clark does tell Lana, and the first thing Lana does is go to Lex, and she's like, I've always trusted Clark. He's not hiding anything, and Lex loses his mind. <laughs> he just <laughs> freaks the fuck out. He's like, what? We've, we've been bonding over Clark hiding things. Yes. <laughs> He's just and broken. And The storyline is super weird, too, because they, they run out of there to this thing of, like, Oh, if she knows she's going to die, like you've you've killed her by giving her this information, which is really not the sequence of events. Um, no. And also other people know. Like, why is she the only one that can't know? His friends know. His parents know. She can't know. Every A couple random metas know. Like, every now and then they meet someone else with powers who sees him use his powers. And they're like, we won't tell because we also have powers. Clark will trust anyone else with powers. I'm, so, yeah, I'm sorry. If you're having sex with that man, you need an explanation, okay? Because that <laughs> dick is too hard, okay? It's too hard, all right? We need answers. <laughs> And <laughs> spinning off of that, Rebecca, I am going to ask a big, a uh, big question about Superman, which is why is he jacked? If his strength is not at all associated with muscles, why isn't he just some scrawny dude who can lift a surprising amount? Or is he like lifting tanker, like, like, like cruise ships 
to like get buff. Oh, I mean, I always assumed like the, you know, the sun was making him strong and it's like giving him actual muscles. Oh, okay. Like, like he also has super strength, but like his muscles are also like, that's great. It's kind of like how like, I feel like it's like how when you go to the zoo and you're like, man, that lion hasn't worked out in years, but he still looks great. Like, it's just like there's some people who are just <laughs> naturally ripped. So, I like that idea that maybe on the scale of other people on his planet, he's like super weak. They're like, oh my God, look at his gross body. <laughs> Jesus. Oh no, on his planet, he wouldn't have any powers. Yeah, but oh, like just true. the physique of everybody on Kryptonite yeah. is to just be naturally like super oh, jacked, uh, like mm-hmm. average strength, but just like a 24 pack and Clark's sitting there with like a six pack and they're like, go to the oh. gym, you fucking like... Wimp. Earth made you weak. Yeah. <laughs> you don't look like me, Russell Crowe, your dad. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, Marlon Brando. Mar- <laughs> or maybe Russell Crowe then. Marlon yeah. Brando wasn't crushing it by Marlon Brando standards at that time. Lana's just sitting there being like, man, I wish Marlon Brando was my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Did Marlon Brando come to this theater and meet his mom? <laughs> Get a uh, life, Lana. <laughs> but uh, anything else we want to cover for season one? I guess we could always uh, double back uh, later and cover some other seasons if we uh, if we so choose. But uh, oh yeah, no, this was a uh, for me. I think I covered everything I wanted to. I think yeah. Lex is a very easily defendable character, even in moments in the season where I. Th- Thought he was gonna derail in a big way. I thought it was gonna be the big reveal of why he's evil. It never happens. Everything has a reason. It's. Uh, I think he's a very easily. De- it's at least in this season at this point in his origin story, very defensible. Nice. One hundred percent. Yeah. Every now and then, the only bad thing he does is lie, but he only lies for like business reasons. Like, like he lies about like that he wasn't in like it wasn't his fault about that plant thing and it really wasn't but he did hire the guy who caused the plant thing so he still lied a little bit but i'm like yeah that's fine you're a good dude you were hard hardcore on getting a cure for that plant thing (laughs) yeah he came and he came through he came came through through. he came through dude Uh, comes through so i guess with that in mind uh, it's time to give our definitive rankings of how good uh the villain is uh rebecca what do you got okay so i did a uh i did a uh Bands of the teenage angst era. <laughs> so I've got um, from some 41 uh, to alien ant farm. I'm going to give Lex a uh, Papa Roach because I, I feel like he's just walking around <laughs> singing. This is my last resort in his head at all times. <laughs> that is his vibe. I love him. Okay. I love a good okay. Papa Roach reference. What do you got? Diana? Um, I use the, uh, the bald guy scale for Lex. Nice. Um, so on a scale of Mr. Clean to Jeff Bezos, I give Lex Luthor a Professor Xavier. He's a rich guy in a mansion keeping a lot of secrets, but he's trying to do the right thing. I like it. Whoa, Love good it. one. Very good. Yes. And for the record, that means he's less evil than Jeff Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I had, uh, so in honor of Clark Kent's uh, love of people with the initials LL, uh, Lana Lang, Lois Lane, uh, Lex Luthor uh, seems to be his thing. I'm pretty sure his uh, porn search history is just holding down the L key. But uh, <laughs> I did. Uh, I did the uh, the double L scale. Uh, so from LL Bean to LL Cool J, uh, I'm giving Lex Luthor <laughs> a solid Lulalama. Uh, 
because everyone takes his hair and doesn't tell him shit. <laughs> that's my scam for today. Oh, that's good. I like that. Uh, but before that's we good. go any further, before we get to our heroes and villains of the week, uh, a couple ways that you guys can help out the podcast. Uh, first of all, if you enjoy it, if you like listening to us, you like laughing along, uh, please tell your friends, uh, share, uh, give us a review on uh, iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. That really helps us out a lot. If you have suggestions for um, episodes or just want to know uh, what you think, you can follow us on Twitter at VWR Podcast, uh, Facebook at Villain Was Right. Or uh, you can reach out by email, villainwasright at gmail.com. We do read your emails. We do try and get back to you. We do take suggestions. So please let us know. And if you got a couple bucks to send our way. Hit us up on Patreon. We have bonus episodes. We have two bonus episodes uh, every every month. Craig and I each pick something where we don't think the villain's right, but we want to talk about it. Sometimes we have loose chats. Sometimes we're on topic. Uh, but you can check out those episode, extra episodes if you sign up for our top tier on Patreon uh, The Villain Was Right. Uh, there's also some lighter tiers if you just want to have voting rights or things of that nature. Um, and if you can't and uh, you can't afford it or you don't want to we still love that you listen thank you so much for listening and uh being fans of ours we really appreciate it love you guys and now- yeah love you guys and now and it's now- time for a hero villain of the week yes i have a uh i have a very mild uh i don't know here hero i guess hero i want to say uh i'm gonna start by saying i am very very bad at meeting people especially if they're famous or i i'm really big fan of theirs even if they're not famous i'm i get very anxious i'm very i'm very i have a lot of anxiety anyway um, as, especially if I'm uh, not drinking, if I'm drinking, it becomes much easier. But anyway, uh, so I went to this event, uh, this was years ago. Um, and one time I had the opportunity to meet Colin Mockery, which, um, I was a huge fan of growing up because of whose line is in it anyway. Uh, I think he's a very funny dude. I was just at like this, I don't know what it was. I don't want to say improv convention cause that makes me want to die a little bit, but, um, <laughs> Uh, I'll say a comedy thing. I don't know. Anyway, we're all this comedy thing, and I convince myself. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something, okay? Because we're not talking to each other, and we're not in the same circles. But I, I always miss out on uh, talking to people because I'm too nervous, and I'm like, fuck it, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna gear up, I'm gonna do it this time. Okay, we're saying hi to Colin. We're saying, hey, hello, like your stuff. Anyway, so I walk over to him, and I'm like, hey. Um, and for some reason, if I'm trying to be polite, my voice gets super high, which I notice and can't stop. Um, so I'm like, hey, hi. How are you doing? Um, my name's Rebecca. I just wanted to tell you that I really like uh, what you do. Um, yeah, so that's, yeah, I just want to come over and say hi. <laughs> and then... He's, so he says, uh, hi, hello. And we stood there for, I don't know, it felt like two minutes, but it was probably 10 seconds. Uh, we stood there for 10 seconds, and finally I decided to break the silence by going, oh, um, I'm sorry, I'm really ma- bad at meeting new people. And he just looked at me and went, me too. And then we both walked away from each other at the exact same time. <laughs> Anyway, I think about it every once in a while, and I don't know if it makes me happy or if it makes me want to die, but it's uh, <laughs> that's me meeting somebody I like. <laughs> I feel like your guys are almost soulmates in that way, though. <laughs> like you had a real connection about being bad at this. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Every time. I hope he was being sincere because sometimes, you know, you meet, uh, especially with comedians, sometimes they give you, older comedians can either give you hope or stress you out a lot. And sometimes when I meet people that are the same as me, it stresses me out a lot because then I'm like, oh, this doesn't get better. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be this way forever. <laughs> like <laughs> every time I see a headliner with anxiety, I'm like, Oh shit. Fuck. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> anyway, that's it for me. Uh, Diana, what do you got this week? Um, I have kind of a mix of a hero and a villain. It starts as a villain. Then a hero pops in. Um, my villain is leaf blowers and those who use them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fuck off. Fuck right off. Um, and especially fuck off to the maintenance guys of our building who wait until exactly 8.00 a.m. to turn no. theirs on. Like no. the legal allowable limit for leaf blowers. They're like, it's not 7 a.m. anymore. It's 8. Like I look at the clock and I'll be like, yeah, 8.00. They like we're looking at their watches and wait to turn on their leaf blowers. And it's the absolute worst. It wakes you up. Um, the, the here, and it happens twice a week or so. And the worst part is sometimes we look out the window and they're blowing around nothing. Like literally, there's no leaves, there's no dirt. They're just like, we're getting paid to be leaf blower, man. Do, 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 do. Time to be loud. So Andrew is a hero because he took a video of them doing this and sent it to our building manager. Oh, Andrew's out snitching. Andrew's out snitching. And I love him so much because he sent it to them and he said, also, it's 8 a.m. And they sent us a letter back and they're like, that is pretty early. I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> um, and the leaf blower guys still come, but they don't come till noon now. Oh, oh tight. Yeah. So I'm up usually. <laughs> Not always. Um, so yeah, leaf blower guys, still annoying, still blowing around nothing, but they don't come till noon now. So Andrew's my hero and they're the villain. That's a good one. Andrew being, of course, my co-host and producer of this podcast. <laughs> and what do you got for us, Craig? Uh, yeah, so I got a little something, um, it's going to get a, a, a little serious, so, uh, so I apologize to everyone, but, um, as we record this, uh, this is, we're recording this on May 30th, this episode comes out, um, June 4th, so I, I, I don't know what is going to happen in the, the interim there, um, but I felt it was necessary to acknowledge um what's going on in the world right now um particularly uh with the murder of george floyd in uh minneapolis um this sort of thing happens far too often um in when it has happened uh my default sort of reaction has been to take a step back um with the idea of to listen and to give people who have better things to say or more personal experience the platform to sort of say what needs to be said. And with trying to learn and, and, and listen. And with everything that's happened now, I don't know why, but I don't want that to ever be misconstrued as me being silent on it. So I still do think that there are people who are better to listen to. I think there are people with more expertise. I think there are people with more lived experience that we, we should be listening to. Absolutely. So here is just what I'm going to say. I'm acknowledging that it's happening and it's terrible. 
my only thought on this was the villain was right. We are, we are a comedy podcast. Um, Rebecca and I, uh, you know, we often kind of, you know, take positions that we don't necessarily believe in, or we, we're very tongue in cheek, or we, um, you know, um, you know, say things we don't necessarily believe just, and because it's for entertainment, um, defending the Terminator comes to mind in that sense. Right. But I think at its heart, what the villain was right is really about is seeing things from other people's perspectives. So if you are in the position and you are seeing the protests that are happening, um, the anger, the, everything that's happening, and you have some sort of reaction that is, I don't understand why this is happening or I cannot believe that this is happening. What I would desperately ask you to do is just try and, if, if those are the reactions you're having to the protest, please try and see things from another person's perspective. Ask yourself, what would make you that angry Ask yourself if there is some sort of experience that you have had that may be different than what other people have experienced. Just, just put yourself in someone else's shoes for a minute. Try and see things from other people's perspective. And that's, I know that's very simple, but I'm just saying that if you look at this situation and you feel that you cannot believe it or you can't understand it, what I would ask is that you please reach out and, and try and understand, try and learn more. And that's, that's it. That's, uh, so I got a little serious there, um, but I thought it was important. So thank you so much for listening. That's it for us this week on the podcast. Uh, Rebecca, where can people grab you? As always, you can follow me at Rebecca Reeds, R-E-B-E-C-C-A-R-E-E-D-S. And Anna. Uh, thank you for having me, and thank you for those lovely words, Craig. Uh, you can reach me at Words of Diana on Twitter, and you can check out my podcast, Talk from Superheroes, for more superhero talk. Yeah, and you can also grab me uh, at Craig Fay Comedy on Facebook, Twitter, CraigFay.com. Um, and uh, that is it for The Villain Was Right this week. Uh, next week, we are doing I Am Legend, so thank you once again. For <laughs> The Villain Was Right was produced by Andrew Ivamy for the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as YouTube series, webcomics, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com. <laughs>